Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. Caress Fitch is a health coach who not only deals with diet and exercise with her clients, but she specializes in talking with her clients about self-care, relationships, and boundaries. We start out talking about the fact that she's just settling into an apartment in Seattle. Here's Caress. My husband and my partner, and my husband and partner, he's both actually, uh-huh. and I just ended an 18-month van life adventure. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Wow. And in that time, we were interviewing various cities and decided where we wanted to live next. And we took an apartment here in Seattle about five months ago uh-huh. and decided, well, you know, we should probably get our stuff out of storage. <laughs> Because before we started this adventure, we sold our house and, you know, moved into the van and put everything that wasn't going to fit in the van in storage. That's quite an adventure. You said a year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half. Wow. And where were you before? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. And now you're in Seattle. Wow, very exciting. And how did you uh, tell us a little bit about the van life? Uh, It was so much (laughs) fun. It was so much fun. But I will tell you, van life is not, um, not best suited to maintaining a primal lifestyle. Yeah. Because you spend so many hours sedentary. You spend so many hours just in transit with the van. And unless you're able to spend all of your your non-driving time engaging in physical activity, then you end up finding yourself in an activity deficit. So the process of of trying to work full-time building the business while traveling and enjoying van life meant a little bit more of a middle spread than I was expecting. even with careful eating yeah and you don't have quite the kitchen facilities and the uh the slow cookers and stuff like that right 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 and and I hit that 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 very special hormonal point in a woman's (laughs) life where she often feels that her body has betrayed her (laughs) All kinds of stuff put together. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff put together. And, you know, since I'm also a human with an autoimmune condition, it really became important that we settle down so that I could go back to, you know, taking my hour and a half of walking every day and (laughs) nice, nice. And I being able to use the slow cooker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I bet the grocery stores in Seattle are probably great, I would imagine as far as you know what you can find they absolutely are and man i tell you i love it i absolutely adore being able to walk into a grocery store and and find things like non-gmo miso wow just 
on the shelf in the Safeway. Wow. <laughs> not even the specialty store. Yeah, not even a specialty store. Like, I like this. Nice. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a step back and have you um, tell the story of how you um, started your business and how you decided to become a health coach? Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, this is it's a lengthy story, I should say, because I'm older than I look. I am in my 50s and I, I have been graced with the privilege of being able to explore multiple careers. And after 25 years of software engineering, a very sedentary job, very high stress job, where I found myself spending all of my break time chatting with my coworkers about how they could sleep better. <laughs> about some natural things that they could do to help keep their blood pressure down during these really, really stressful launches that we were doing. Um, and, and finding myself answering some, some pretty detailed and, and personal questions for coworkers who understand that I live with chronic illness and chronic pain. And yet I was working in this very demanding field and doing it well and seeming to thrive and people wanting to know, how are you doing this? And me explaining to them about self-care and boundaries, like these are some ground shaking uh, concepts. And I realized this has been fun. I've really, really enjoyed it, but I actually seem to be having an impact now just with these conversations that I'm having with people. I seem to be having more of an impact than any of the software I've written. <laughs> okay. And I'm feeling a little stressed and a little burnt out. So it's time for a career change anyway. So health coaching is going to be it. And that's literally how that decision got made. That makes sense. <clears throat> Sounds like you, yeah, we're doing more and more of it and finding it um, rewarding. So mm -hmm. that's great. Mm -hmm. And I got to to add intimacy coaching along with this because I, I hmm, I'm <laughs> a person who enjoys my intimate life and uh -huh. I enjoy my adult activities with my partner. I do. And when I'd hit a point in my health journey where I wasn't able to enjoy as much physical intimacy and the types of physical intimacy that I wanted to enjoy because of my health, I had to make a change. And because I'm comfortable talking about sex and intimacy, I find myself serving lots of clients who have exactly that same problem of, yeah, I've been dealing with this chronic condition and it's never been an issue until now. And now it's hurting my relationship. And I never knew it was going to hurt my relationship. So how do I manage my health and fix my relationship at the same time? Yeah. And if you're working at a software company and people are comfortable enough asking you these questions, that does show that you might really have a talent, you know, in that area. So mm -hmm. that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I found myself in this, I want to say it's a niche 
that I don't see lots of folks in. Right. Because I, I find myself, I love hanging out with other health coaches and chatting about, you know, what do you know about this? And what do you know about this? And we, we co uh, compare and contrast information and exchange knowledge and hopefully level each other up. And every time I have a conversation with a brand new health coach, a new to me health coach, I end up having part of the conversation be about, so people just talk to you about their sex life? Yes, people do actually just talk to me about their sex life. And yes, people's sex lives do actually get impacted by what's going on in their health. Right, and a lot of the um, the health coaching web uh, sharing is more about, you know, vitamins, supplements, or exercise, right, or what to eat, so mm -hmm. meal plan, meal planning, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, so you're right, it's a niche that um, I haven't seen a lot, so, yeah, very, but it, it's certainly part of the, right, the picture of health. So. It is. It's part of that picture of health, especially when we look at the fact that through our lifestyle, our lifetimes, there are distinct periods of time where if we don't have strong, healthy relationships, whether they're intimate or not, doesn't matter if they're physically intimate or not, but just being in connection with people has, a, has an impact on our health and well-being. When we find ourselves in periods of, of incapacity or inability, and we need to have other people help us to care for ourselves, if we don't have strong relationships built up already, that literally puts our health at risk. Literally. That's an interesting point. I um, I recently was reading the Blue Zone book because I was curious, you know, that it was kind of taken to, to uh, imply that all these people were vegetarians. And when you mm -hmm. start looking at it closely, you know, they live on the ocean and they are, have herds of sheep and <laughs> goats and some cows and they eat a lot of dairy. So they're not really vegetarians. Not but. Really. Yeah, but what they do have is that social construct. They, you know, they really take care of their elders. Their elders are wise and part of the family. You know, they don't go off to a little residential <laughs> place <laughs> away from everyone where they get real frail. They're, they're still outdoors running around and, and uh, living with their families. Yeah, when we look at different cultures and how they treat their elders, this is something that we see in the cultures where the elders are revered and respected and valued. They maintain their physical vitality so much later in life than in Western cultures where we go, oh, you're old, you're done now. Let's pack you up safely and put you in this special place. And right. when we do that, we're separating people from their family we're separating them from their source of connection and often that additional vitality. So when, when I'm working with my clients, I find myself always asking someone, especially the middle-aged folks that are telling me, yeah, I've been dealing with this, that, or the other, or yeah, I've had Crohn's disease and it's been creating these problems for me. And when I ask, tell me about your five best friends or who are you close to at work? Or, you know, tell me how your partner reacts when you have an episode of your condition. And I'm really digging into that question of how well are you being loved and supported? 
Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> because it's a health issue. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I come to this perspective because I was born with bilateral clubbed feet. Oh, wow. And that means that as a human, I could not have gotten to this point of thriving and surviving without the loving care of other humans. I had a non-surgical repair and that literally meant years of treatment. And without that love and care, I would never have been able to walk. Wow. I would never have been able to run. I would never have been able to turn down an athletic scholarship going to college. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's incredible. And all because I had that love, care, and support at a critical time in my life where I could not care for myself. So when your clients um, don't have this, you know, or maybe they're, you know, maybe their um, five best friends aren't really very good friends or very supportive or what, what do you, um, what do you have them do? Oh, I do lots of coaching on how to make friends, how to make friends and, and how to set appropriate boundaries with the friends and family that you already have. Yeah, boundaries are huge. Boundaries um, are huge. Yeah, I, um, let's see, was it a year or two ago, I read that book, The Boundary Boss, and I really took it very seriously. <laughs> and I was, you know, dealing with an, an aging mother at the time, and, and it was so helpful to me to have just, you know, uh, gone through that book and, and, and taken it that seriously, because I was able to set boundaries that I was comfortable with instead of bending everything um, exactly. out of obligation. I mean, not that I didn't help and help as much as I could, but I, I stopped, you know, before I got super resentful or mm -hmm. if there was something I really didn't want to do that somebody asked me to do, I was able to say no. And, and that was exactly. a really a big learning experience. <laughs> It is a huge learning experience. It's so big. And I'm, I'm so proud to know that I've met another human who <laughs> values boundaries as much as I do. Because boundaries are not any way of saying, I don't love you. I don't care for you. Just as you, you discovered, boundaries are very much, I love you. And I love you so much that I am willing to do this for you because this within this space i am whole and i am well and i can show up fully for you and when we step outside of this space i can't do that and thanks oh, for understanding that wow so is that what you would kind of answer some um some a variety of that, like if somebody asked you like, hey, you know, the PTA committee is getting together tomorrow and I really need you to bake a couple dozen cookies and. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Could you repeat that one more time? Like, uh, uh, what would your yes. answer be? You, you just said it really well, but could you say it again? Like, what would your answer sure, be? Sure, sure. I'd love to support the PTA, but baking cookies is not one of the ways that I can best support the PTA. If you had come to me with, and I suggest an alternate activity perhaps, or an alternate timeline, because oftentimes the request to bake cookies is, can you bake them tomorrow? <laughs> my schedule tomorrow is already booked. Thank you for thinking of me and valuing my cookies so much. If you could give me a week's lead time, I'd be happy to bake for the next bake sale. And done, just done. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think um, a lot of us tend to not realize how we're being pulled in too many directions until we start to either have a health issue or just start to feel really stressed out and, mm -hmm. and not realize where it's all coming from. Yes, yes. And I, I tie that to a very simple emotion for my clients and also for myself, just because it makes it easier. I tie it to pleasure because I realized one of the first things that happens when I'm starting to feel my boundaries stretched in bad directions is that things are no longer pleasant. When somebody shows up on my doorstep and they've been pulling my boundaries inappropriately and I'm feeling resentment towards them, I'm no longer in pleasure. And at that point, me saying yes to anything that they're asking is literally me ignoring my own boundaries. When that right. resentment is coming up, when I am no longer in pleasure with that person, that means I've, I've violated my own boundaries. I've hurt my own feelings and I don't want to do that. Right. So it's not necessarily their fault. If you're the one saying yes <laughs> to something you don't want to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just like we teach our, our little, little humans, we teach the little, little humans to ask because the person you're asking the thing of might say yes. We keep training our children to ask and to not assume that the world is always going to say no. And I think that's valuable and I think that's valid. And I have no need to squish the little four-year-old inside every human who's hoping for a yes when they ask for a favor because they don't live inside my life and they don't know what's going on with me. They're not aware of what I may or may not be feeling in any given moment. So I can be kind. Nice. I don't have to be cruel. Right. And I can still have boundaries while I do it. Nice. Yeah. It's, so it's fun teaching this to clients. It's fun. Oh, I bet. I yeah. bet. So do you have plans to do local things now that you're in Seattle or do you do most of everything online or are you going to do some of both i'm going to do some of both okay mindful passions my business got started during the pandemic so up until now everything has been online right 
And then when we were doing van life and traveling the, the US, staying as COVID safe as possible, everything was still online. And now we're still going to do things as COVID safe as possible because we are in flu season right now, which I'm understanding yeah. is now possibly going to be COVID season as well. Great. Because we, we didn't do a great job of, of knocking this out. Right. Go Earth. <laughs> maybe next time we'll, we'll do better. Maybe. I hope. I hope so, too. I hope. But as, as conditions permit, yes, I'm going to be doing some local things in not just Seattle, but the entire Pacific Northwest, because I'm I travel down to Portland regularly. Oh, nice. And I, I've also been asked by friends and clients in San Diego, hey, when is the next time you're going to come down? And the next time you come down, are you going to do a thing? And I think the answer to that is yes. So the van life level of travel has stopped. Uh -huh. <laughs> but there's still some travel being planned. And, okay. you know, as I travel, yes, I'm definitely going to do some local events, especially since I've got family still in Austin and traveling back to Austin every year is a thing that I do. So, yeah. Yeah. So you'll have a little bit of van life or mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit of van life, a little more strategic <laughs> van life. <laughs> yeah. But a home base. But a home base. Yes, very much so. Wow. That sounds Very pretty exciting. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me again the name of your business. Mindful Passions International. Mindful Passions International. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited because in the next month, I will be joining the ranks of mental health first aid trainers. Because that's another little area that I find needs some attention when I'm working with people with health issues. Not surprisingly, mood becomes an issue at times, especially in chronic illness, especially in chronic oh, illness. Oh gosh, yeah, I would think depression would be um, rampant. Rampant, yeah. It is rampant. And because I see so much mental health Dish, uh, issues and, and a little mental health trauma at times with my clients. I got mental health first aid trained years ago. Mm -hmm. And all that means is just like with regular first aid and CPR, you rec you're able to recognize the signs of a heart attack. Cool. This means that I can recognize the signs of multiple mental health crises and know that it's time to recommend someone for professional treatment. Nice. And how to compassionately and kindly have that conversation with them and support them in their choice of choosing a professional or in their choice to go to the local emergency room. Yeah, well, that's very needed. That's great. Mm -hmm. And because I believe so wholeheartedly in this form of helping people, we're, we're not, we're saving lives by recognizing that there is a problem and suggesting to people that they get some professional help, some licensed professional help. That is life-saving. And right. because I believe that this skill is so needed, I'm gonna step into the role of trainer. And my desire is to deliver this training to as many health coaches as I can reach. Oh, wow. When you think about 
Western healthcare, health coaches. Yes, brand new industry. Well, brand new in the last 20 years or so. Brand new industry, but coming in below the level, not below, um, at a closer to consumer level than doctors and nurses are. That yeah. really puts health coaches on the front lines of healthcare and makes us a little bit more accessible than licensed professionals are. And so because of that, I believe that we have an obligation to at least be able to recognize and say, it seems that you might be having a depressive episode. This looks like it might be signs of anxiety. Have you considered talking to a therapist? There's no shame in that. No, not at all. And um, I'm actually involved in a project with uh, the YMCA that's doing a similar thing in like people with prediabetes and people with high mm -hmm. blood pressure. And I think they do actually have one. I have not been involved with it myself, but on uh, mood and, and mental health. So mm -hmm. um, you're right. The health coaches are that intermediate. Um, they can spend more time. Yes. <clears throat> you know, ask more questions and um, that makes sense where the doctors, you know, have very limited amount of time. Right. And there's also the, there's a barrier to trust that develops when someone is in an expert position and health coaches are most often viewed as peers or right. peer experts. <clears throat> Right. not professional experts and where the licensed health professionals find themselves fielding mental health related questions and concerns as doorknob questions i absolutely adore that as a health coach my clients feel so close and connected to me that this is something they, they can bring up in the first five minutes of a session just because they feel like I see them. They feel like I am there for them. And that this is not some special situation like it might be, like it might feel like with a doctor. And that because I am inviting these conversations about how people feel, when someone starts to experience some signs of depression or anxiety, they generally don't hide them from me. They don't right. hide them from their health coach because they see you so frequently, because they feel like they can talk to you about anything because they have been. Oh, that's great. So you're going to be doing those trainings for other health coaches. I am. I am. And I, the first training I'm going to run in will be in January. And I will list that out on Mindful Passions. There will be a section so that folks can sign up for mental health training at least once a quarter through Mindful Passions. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Very good. And um, let's see. So you talk about relationships, intimacy, boundaries, and confidence. Mm -hmm. Is the... Uh, um, what is how do you help people develop more confidence 
I rely on a lot of the things that I learned as a preschool teacher. Oh. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, <laughs> the things that, that work to nurture and encourage and support four-year-olds uh -huh. also work for 40-year-olds to, to be encouraged to continue doing something that you're showing pleasure in having done, to be reminded of, oh, do you remember that time that we did this before and you did it this way? What if you do it this way again to help people find their strengths, just like we do with four-year-olds? The same techniques work. And I don't say that to belittle or demean anyone that would consider working with me. Instead, this is an invitation to just show up as you are and understand that your coach sees you as the unique human that you are and is going to try and meet you there, meet you where you are. And when we do that, when we see people and meet them where they are, confidence can't help but bloom. Wow. Oh, very nice. Well, it sounds like you have a wonderful coaching business going. Um, why Thank don't you, you tell the um, yeah tell the listeners where they can find you and find out more about your programs? You can find me on YouTube at Mindful Passions TV, and you can also find me on the web at mindfulpassions.co. Yeah, and uh, YouTube is is my social media. That's the primary spot that I hang out. I'm about to launch a new series of videos and you can find me there spouting about all things wellness related, well-being related, and specifically cannabis wellness related because CBD has been so, so helpful and pivotal for so many people in my world, including me. Oh, okay. That's a whole nother, uh, another subject that I, um, yeah, I hadn't thought to ask you about but you, um, so you counsel people on how to use CBD or? I do. Uh-huh. I do. And other cannabinoids where it is legal for them to do so. Uh, I actually went and got specific training on, sci on the science of cannabis and how it relates to health and wellness to be able to help people with using CBD supplementation and also being able to moderate their endocannabinoid system without adding supplemental cannabis if that's not something that they're able to do. And I discovered that being primal aligned and living a primal aligned life helps to tone your endocannabinoid system, whether you're supplementing with cannabis or not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the two are just right in alignment. Living a primal aligned life helps to tone and support your endocannabinoid system, which is the system that supports homeostasis in your body. And for folks that are still having trouble, my ideal clients with chronic conditions, mm -hmm. we find that varying levels of CBD and CBG supplementation really help to support their health transformation. Wow, great. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I'm a little bit of a science nerd, so this this is fun stuff for me. 
and you know being able to really geek out on the epigenetics that we got into with primal health coaching and now i'm learning about the endocannabiome that not only do we have this whole system that runs through our body that's responsible for keeping us in homeostasis and basically alive when you look at what homeostasis means without homeostasis we die so you know this system that helps to keep us in balance that's intimately tied to our microbiome huh <laughs> Yeah. I know there's so much research now on the microbiome and um, yeah, it's a little, um, there's information just coming out every day and, and some of it's conflicting. Some of it's, um, you know, take probiotics, don't take probiotics, take mm -hmm. uh, cultured foods, but maybe you're allergic to them and it's a little complicated. It is. But, it is. And, and so going back to the, the coaching that I do around confidence, mm -hmm. I use similar techniques to help people get back in touch with their own intuition. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because when we honor the whole person and, and I'm encouraging each person to honor themselves and to really pay attention to what's going on with them, then they get to make choices for themselves about things like, well, does this food really support my journey? Does the supplement really support my journey? Does this cannabis really support my journey? And really making those, those informed decisions for themselves and really avoiding personal poisons. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and your point about um, self-care and, uh, you know, um, pleasure. So, so many of us, even before the pandemic, were just so stressed out you know, trying to fit in too many things and um, put work first and, you know, put work first and family first and. <laughs> and trying to figure out how to balance when you're putting everything yes. first. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. It's, it has been, well, let me rephrase, the pandemic has created some interesting perspectives in how I look at human health and flourishing. Because before I, I came at this from the, the perspective of someone who's lived with chronic conditions and chronic pain their entire life. And, and I think that that gave me a great deal of depth and insight. And then adding to this, just what I have observed with the world, with being able to, to witness, unfortunately, a decline in physical health as people found themselves more socially isolated. Mm. And that told me even more than just my intuition was telling me that relationships and well-being go together, that they're, they're part of the same process. Having been through year, the years that we've been through this global pandemic have really underscored that for me. So yeah, I'm that holistic in the sense of holistic health coach in the sense of we're going to talk about everything in your world, not just your physical health symptoms, because it's all interconnected. Your mood is impacting your physical health. Your physical health is impacting your mood. 
your boundaries are impacting your physical health because your relationships impact your physical health. Your physical health impacts your relationships. It goes back and forth. Yeah. So I show up for whatever my clients are bringing in that day. And we're going to address what's going on. You know, we may have had on the agenda that today is the day we're going to talk about eliminating sugar. <laughs> but if, if my client shows up and they're in tears and they're upset about something else, it doesn't matter that we plan to talk about sugar because sugar is not the most important thing for my client in this moment. Right. And that's a lovely space that we as health coaches get to step into of being able to be present with another human being for what's going on for them in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I'm a big advocate for self-care for myself. Yeah. Because if I'm so worried about showing up for other people, that means my cup has to be full. Great. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> right. Right. You can't come at it from a stressed out spot and help. Not them. at all. Right. Not right. at all. And how do you keep from taking their um, <clears throat> problems, you know, into your home? Do you have a, a method for that? I'm very intentional about it. Even going so far as making sure in my language to my clients then I'm making sure that they're retaining ownership of the problems that they've brought. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> because if, take I, if I take ownership <laughs> of it, then yeah, it's going to live in my space and, and, and that's problematic for me. Right. That being said though, yeah, I do think about my clients when I'm not on a call with them. Because otherwise, those little serendipitous moments of, hey, I was reading this blog post and thought of you would never happen. Right. And there's, there's something just so innately powerful about receiving that message that, oh, this, this person that, that, that I pay to talk to once a week was actually thinking about me when we weren't on a call together. <gasps> wow, I must be special because you are. You are. You chose to work with that human who is thinking about you. That makes you special. Very nice. Very nice. Takeaways. Again, you can find Kareth Fitch at Mindful Passions Incorporated and on her YouTube channel, Mindful Passions TV where she helps people with a variety of subjects and she specializes in helping people with chronic pain. Thanks again for listening to the Off of the Couch podcast. Take a small step. See you next week.